1: And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Happy Monday to everyone. My name is Max McGuire. Going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today. No Joe. Joe is out today. Don't know precisely where he is, but he had something come up, so he's not here. So it's just me, me and Josh. So if you want to call in, great day to call in. 888-441-1121 is our number. Going to be talking about in the first hour, the Arizona ballot audit because that's going on, that's happening right now. Democrats don't want it to be happening. They're trying everything they can to block it. Most of their attempts are failing, so we're gonna be talking about that in the second hour. We're gonna be talking about a major development in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court deciding to take a case out of New York challenging New York's law statute, requiring that concealed carry permit applicants show a good reason to have to to get a permit. So just wanting to defend yourself isn't good enough. You need to prove in New York that you have an articulate, that you can ar- articulate, huh? in New York you have to articulate uh, a self-defense need that goes beyond the average person in New York. So, of course, no one can actually meet that standard. You have to be sleeping with a judge, a politician, wealthy donor. Um, so that, now the Supreme Court is going to hear that challenge next, I believe, next October, or this coming October. So huge, huge news. We'll talk about that in the second hour. So again, open lines today. anyone wants to call and talk about these two issues, not just any issue, but these two issues, 888-441-1121 is our number. So we are watching. We are watching the Arizona Maricopa County audit. So we go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is uh, they have these these things set up on their page for you to watch live. So early ba- ballot processing, nothing happening there. Let's go to signature verification room. Um, So we can see signature verification room A. Oh, not a good sign. Not a good sign. Camera is missing in action. Let's go to camera B. Okay. Well, also not a good sign. It's a room just full of, just full of chairs.
0: Max, I'm (laughs) trying to find you another camera of this stuff, but everything's either coming back as not working or they're just rooms that
1: are useless. And I'm, I'm trying to find you a better one, but hang on. So we'll, we'll try and find it. if anyone has a link. I hope I'm choos- using the right ones here. If anyone has a link um, to the ones that work, let me know. Um, let me know. Yeah. So this. Oh, Uh oh, Josh. Josh, this is big. Whoa, news. look at that. There's a noose. <gasps> There's a noose drama. Oh, man. The FBI's got to get on this. Anyone who listen to the audio podcast, we just went to one of the rooms yes. in the Maricopa audit. It looks like it is I'm a offended room that- by this. It has a noose. It's not actually a noose. It looks like it's a cable hanging from the ceiling. But they have tied an eerily racist-looking knot into it. So I would not be surprised if the FBI is on the scene akin to that NASCAR garage pull-down rope. It kind of feels like that. Okay, so ballot tabulation. That's view A. That's nothing there. Let's see if uh, view B offers anything better. Nope. that's just a black screen. View, view C. Uh, not, same room. Up, oh, same news. Yeah. So if anyone has the proper ones, I think these are the right ones, but not a good sign for the audit. Most, of them, some of the cameras just don't work. The rest of them just show empty rooms. One of which has a noose. Not good. Very. It's a, that's a racist noose. If I've ever seen one, that is for sure. So we can take down that off my screen, Miss Producer. Uh, yeah, and it's not actually a racist noose. I think we all understand that a noose itself cannot be racist. A looks like an Ethernet cable cannot itself be racist. Um, that's something that Democrats love to claim, though, that any use of the of a noose is, uh, Max, is some kind I can't of hate find
0: anything showing any sort of. Live feed there, so I'm really trying to figure out where the transparency that they were promising is right now.
1: Well, so they're they're supposed to be they're supposed to be streaming on OAN, which I don't get OAN, so that is not super helpful for these purposes. Um, oh, looks like they're they're different cameras. Well, let's see. Maybe these ones work. Let's see. Maybe these ones work. Uh, go to my screen, Miss Producer. So this one we can see. A, this is a, this is for the audit okay so that was for the election that was for the election office and since it's not happening at the election office I guess they're not going to show it here's the audit that's one room look here we can see a bottle of what looks to be um looks to be water bottles that's very interesting um looks like here's all the electronics equipment they' waiting to get processed oh yeah so these are this is different these are different okay I'm sorry for doubting you. Maricopa County. I'm sorry for critiquing the uh <laughs> critiquing the noose. So it, it's hard at work. And and here's what's really interesting here. They're not just looking at signatures. They're not just working at uh, looking at whether it's a real ballot. They're actually putting them under black lights to identify watermarks. They're also like forensically examining the paper. Remember what they were talking about in Georgia that that never happened, the kinematic artifacts, looking at the actual fibers of paper and looking at the ink to go that deep to to see whether or not they're a real ballot? Because they're not just interested in whether a ballot was illegally cast. They want to know whether it's a real ballot. Again, something we've heard from a lot of people in in recent months, that there might have been an influx in fake ballots that were processed as if they were real. So here we see, these are all the ballots, the pallets of ballots. It was interesting that the New York Times re- <laughs> reported that there were 78, I think 76 or 78 pallets. And the the fact checkers had to, sorry, the sorry, uh, the auditors had to fact check the New York Times and said, no, we only have, I believe 48, 46 or 48. So New York Times was just off by 30, just made up a number. Uh, but here you can see a lot of the, all those pallets lined up ready for processing. Look here, another view of that arena. Now, you, you can't tell what's happening. You can't actually audit the auditors, but it's nice to have this transparency, right? It, it's nice to be able to look here and, and see that it, it's legitimate. They they look to have all different colored shirts for different job roles, which is good because that's one of the complaints people had in 2020 was people were seen wandering around doing different things. You couldn't actually tell who they are, what their role was. So giving them all different colored shirts, like, right, if, if you have a red shirt and your red shirt supposed to do this role, and all of a sudden, that red shirt starts hanging out with the blue shirts, then it's, there's something going on there. So I, I love this. It, it's a very simple way to try and give confidence, try and give confidence in the entire process. At this one, now we can see the yellow team. This seems like, uh, I, I was a kid. It seems like, <laughs> this reminds me of Legends of the Hidden Temple. anyone remember that? It was a game show on Nickelodeon where they would give the different teams the, right, the, the blue barracudas, the silver snakes, all had different T-shirts. That's what this reminds me of. But there's the yellow team, for lack of a better word. We'll call that the yellow team doing their job at the other end. Now, I like these. These cameras are much better than Maricopa's headquarters. Let me see the little bullpen here for, I guess, the ballots after they've been processed. Uh, Yeah, they have cameras everywhere, so you can really see everything. And you, and you can't claim that anything is out of view, which is good. And there's the T-shirts I was talking about for different colors. This is good because ultimately... What we all want is we want to have confidence in election systems. Listen, me and Joe talk about the 2020 election a lot and we come down on different sides on some issues on, on whether or not we are confident that one tactic or another was used to change results. But ultimately what it comes down to is we deserve to have a president of the United States that has no asterisk next to his name. We deserve that. The American people deserve that. We deserve to say that, okay, Joe Biden won Arizona. That there was no funny business and the fact that this audit this forensic audit is even necessary it really is it's a shame because i wish this wasn't necessary we all wish this wasn't necessary right um that you could just trust results unfortunately there are just too many allegations many of which are substantiated substantiated allegations to just let it slide so here in arizona they're doing going maricopa county i believe that joe biden only won uh arizona by about 10,000 votes so the interesting thing here in maricopa is not only and you see these boxes this is cool these boxes are actually i believe for black light so they have a black light on the top of the interior of the box and they put the ballot in there so that they can see that in not a completely dark space but darker than they would if they didn't have the box so they can shine the black light on the ballots to see if a watermark exists it's going to be very interesting to see how many ballots do not have those watermarks right I mean that that's something that that we don't know right It's that, something that there sh- it should be zero. It should be zero And that's something the left always says well there was not enough let me go ahead and take this down Mr So there was not enough fraud to affect the outcome of the results. That's what the fact checkers require that I tell you there was not enough fraud to affect the outcome of the results the affect the total outcome. but that also kind of admits that there was fraud that there was fraud, they just say it wasn't enough. Well, any amount of fraud is is worthy of investigation. Any amount of fraud is worthy of an audit suggesting that there is some acceptable amount of voter fraud in this country, which we just have to just go with. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm not on that. Kathleen says it looks like the top of an aircraft carrier with the colors. Yes, it also looks like that with different colors having different roles. And if the colors start intermingling, then you have a problem. So what are they doing in Arizona? As we mentioned, they are looking at the ballots. They are looking to make sure that the ballots are, we're actually counting correctly. They're not just looking at the scans of the ballots, which is what the Dominion machines wanted to give them. They're not just retallying the votes. They're going back to the ballots themselves. And one of the reasons that they are doing that whole kinematic artifact forensic investigation is because we know, as we've covered on the show, Dominion machines, the, the ones that, that do the audit, not the, the adjudication, the adjudication machines, do have the ability to mark ballots. Now, Dominion says that that is, is only used for testing purposes, right? They, that's what they say. It, it wouldn't be used in this situation. But the fact that the machines can do it is a huge red flag. Because if you, no matter how neat you are at, with, a, with a pen, with a Sharpie, you will never fill an oval in, as well as a computer will, as well as a printing press will. Because the printing press, that that, that printer, We'll, we'll fill the oval in the same every single time, the same way, with the same kind of ink. Right? There should not be any computer ink on any of the ballots. Which, yeah, you might you might seem, you might you might seem see uh, think that oh well, you can't really tell the difference. You can, you can absolutely tell the difference between a sharpie, between a ballpoint pen, between a pencil, and between computer printer ink or toner. Yeah, you can totally tell the difference. They're different inks. They act in different ways and how neat it is and how uniform it is, yes, can tell you that a computer might have done it. So whether that's a Dominion machine that did it, I don't know, or whether that's some other machine that was pre-printing ballots illegally to try and insert into the, the total tally, we don't know, but they're they're gonna find out. And the hope is, see right there, if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, you can see that this guy, oh, uh, he just stopped. He just stopped. This guy right here was actually shining the black light. He's gonna do it again, so let's watch. He's putting the ballot in there. And there goes the black light, he's turning it on. Oh, it's flipping around. See how he has that little blue light? That's a black light. He's looking for that watermark. So the hope is that all the different theories, and they're not conspiracy theories, these are, these are legitimate theories, questions people have. The hope is that at least in Arizona, these theories will be either proven or disproven. That at the end of the day, in Arizona, we will know one way or another, who the duly elected winner was, who the the real winner was. Was it Joe Biden by roughly 10 ish thousand votes? Or was there enough fraud in Arizona to cast that into doubt? And here's what I love about Arizona. Again, anyone who wants to call in 888-441-1121 is our number. The great thing about this is they're not just looking at the votes. They're not just looking at the paper and the ink. They're not just looking at the watermarks. They are also going to be going door to door to talk to the voters on the suspect ballots. So if a ballot comes back and it looks suspect and it looks like it might've been, someone might've voted on someone else's behalf, they will go to that person and they will ask, did you vote in this election? Well, if you don't mind my asking, did you vote for this person? Who did you vote for? Just to try and figure out what happened here, right? Because if, if people are listed as voting in the records and they didn't vote, that's a big deal so I I love that about this it, they're they're it's all-encompassing they're hoping to one way or another prove or disprove as many of the theories as possible which we all want and I love that they have the different camera angles I love that they have the people in different shirts so you, you can't you, there's no one wandering and intermingling they have one job they're doing their job period um because ultimately that's what we want to do we want to put the stressed and I've said this on the show for a long time Joe has said it too If Joe Biden won legitimately, he's the president and it's over, right? If he won legitimately, that's that. But as long as these questions persist, the American people deserve to know one way or another whether any of these theories have legitimacy, which is why I'm so encouraged by this and why, frankly, every other state should do it. Every other other state in question. Yeah, it's expensive, it is. But if you're Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, in my in my view, they they have a they are tarnished. Their reputation is tarnished beyond repair. All the things that we've covered in the past about Pennsylvania. We, we, we found that one, that one ballot counter that remember we showed that video months ago of the ballot counter just in the basement, going through a box of ballots with no supervisor. She couldn't name who her supervisor was. And one um challenger just happened to be walking around, found them counting ballots in the basement of the building with no cameras, no supervisors, like that, 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 you shouldn't do that. And even if it's an honest mistake, the optics are terrible. The optics are absolutely terrible. So every single state, every single county, every single city that has been implicated in the theories about the 2020 election should be itching to get some vindication. They really should. Pennsylvania should be wanting vindication. Michigan should want it. Wisconsin, Nevada. Georgia and, yes, Arizona, because the, the not only do the American people deserve confidence, but if the election was run leg- legitimately, then the people who ran it deserve to be vindicated. They absolutely do. So here is uh here's the interesting part about this, though. Democrats are doing everything they can to stop this. They are doing everything they can to try and stop this audit from taking place. They thought they had a winner on Friday. They had convinced the judge, they convinced the judge to halt the audit. And I wanna make sure I get the judge's name. Um, The judge agreed to halt the audit for for over the weekend, which he he largely did. Um, And Billy's last name was Corey, C-O-U-R-Y, Christopher Corey, C-O-U-R-Y. He had originally offered to uh, let the Democrats halt the audit over the weekend so that he could hear more evidence of their claims that it's not a fair audit, it's a waste of money, whatever. But the stipulation was if you want this temporary injunction, you have to put forward a $1 million bond. Why? Because halting something that's already about to go into effect is gonna come with costs. You can't just stop the locomotive barreling down the tracks and not incur some costs there, right? They're renting this event center this uh, this arena even just making them do it for two or three extra days there's a cost associated with that the Democrats wouldn't put forward the one million dollar bond they wouldn't do it so <laughs> so they uh, the judge the judge lifted the injunction so they could they could start counting the ballots again today here is where it gets really sinister. Democrats realize that they're gonna lose this case. If you lose a preliminary injunction or you, you lose a temporary injunction, temporary restraining order, and, and the judge doesn't go your way on that, chances are he doesn't see the merits of your argument. right? For In order for a judge to either imp, implement a temporary restraining order or a temporary injunction, they have to look at what you've presented and based on just that preliminary information, conclude that you have a high probability of, survive, of winning the case, not only that, but if he doesn't, implement the injunction or the restraining order that you would suffer irreparable harm. Basically the judge is deciding, yeah, you're going to win. And if it's allowed to go forward while you're waiting for your win, you'll be irreparably harmed. So when a judge doesn't go along with it, doesn't let you just have that temporary restraining order. And when the audit would probably be over before you have a chance to, to complete your whole arguments, right? It's a pretty good warning sign that you're not going to win. So what did the Democrats do? The Democrats went out and hired a new lawyer for their team. They hired a new lawyer. And I want want to make sure I get the name. They hired a new lawyer to add to their legal team. Here's the problem. The lawyer, it's not a problem. They did this by design. The lawyer that the Democrats hired to add to the legal team had interned in the past for Judge Christopher Corey. This was by design. They realize they're not gonna win the case. So what do they do before that judge can issue a ruling, which would then force them to to have an appeal? They hire a lawyer onto their legal team to create a conflict of interest, right? A judge cannot preside over a case if one of the lawyers, either arguing for the defense or the plaintiff, whatever, one of the lawyers previously worked for him, not with him, for him. So the judge, Currie in this case, recused himself. He said, "Listen, I, I can no longer preside over this case. The legal team that is being used by the Democrats now includes a former intern of mine. I have to recuse, which gives the Democrats second life. That means another judge will then get added to the case, and they can submit motions to him, and and ask him or her or her could be her to intervene and stop this. So this is how the Democrats play dirty. Democrats play dirty. They they realize they're losing, so they created a conflict of interest." And then they get to benefit from that conflict of interest, just by hiring a lawyer to their legal team who who happened to have interned within the past five years for that judge. So now he's recused himself. So the judge that was about to defeat the Democrats' motion to stop this audit, he's off the case. And Democrats are hoping that they'll draw because it's supposed to be a random process. They're hoping they'll draw a judge from the pool of judges who will be more sympathetic to their arguments. So we don't talk a lot about literature on the show. I'm a big fan of Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare. I I like a lot of his plays. Probably one of my favorites is Hamlet. Lots of people say that. I'm not gonna go too far into the weeds, but Hamlet in the story, his his father gets murdered, right? His his father's murdered and Hamlet thinks his uncle did it. So Hamlet puts on in, in the play, he puts on a play within a play. So obviously you're reading the play, but in the story, the character puts on a play and the play that Hamlet puts on is a reenactment of his father's death and the response of all of his family members to that death. And Hamlet in this play is hoping he's hoping that the drama, the emotion of it will stir some kind of guilty conscience in the other family members who are watching it. So basically, he puts on this play, reenacting the murder, hoping that he can watch his, his mother, his uncle, all the different people in attendance. And if, if they start sweating, if they if they start freaking out, then he knows that they might have done it. Well, in the play, his mother, Gertrude, the character playing Gertrude, is going on this long soliloquy about how oh, my husband is dead. I will never take another. I will be chased for the rest of my life. I will be a widow. And Hamlet looks over at his mother and says, what do you think of the play? And his mother, not the character, his real mother, she says, "The lady doth protest too much, methinks." That line, she doth per- protest too much. It's basically saying, "Well, I'm not that innocent. I'm not that pure. She's she's overdoing it." That line, "Methinks you you doth protest too much," applies here in Arizona. The Democrats. Should welcome this. They should welcome an audit because it'll put to bed all the rumors, all the conspiracy theories, all the theories, all all the hypotheses. It'll put put it all to rest. If Democrats truly believe that Joe Biden legitimately won Arizona, they should welcome this audit because it's a chance to put it to rest. But they're not. So yeah, in the word in that line from Hamlet. Methinks the Democrats doth protest too much. It's a little bit of a English lesson. I'm not, I'm not an English. I didn't really take a lot of English, but I love, I love Shakespeare. Methinks the Democrats protest too much. When you're trying to shut down the audit, when you're filing lawsuits, when you're hiring a lawyer just to try and get a judge to recuse himself, which again, that is wildly unethical. A plaintiff or a defendant have the right to choose whatever lawyer they want. That's true. But to to literally create a conflict because you don't like the way the case is going, at the minimum unethical, potentially illegal, depending on the jurisdiction, but to to manufacture your own conflict because you don't like the judge. Now, there's uh, something seriously wrong with that. And then you see Mark Elias. Mark Elias, we're going to put this up on the screen. Um... Let's go ahead to my screen, Mr. Producer. Mark Elias, you might not know who Mark Elias is. Mark Elias is the lawyer from Perkins Coie. I might not pr- be pronouncing that right. Perkins Coie, they were the firm that Hillary Clinton and the DNC hired to launder the money to pay Steele for his Trump-Russia dossier. Perkins Coie. And if I'm mispronouncing it, let me know. I I, I Probably one of the first times I've actually ever said it out loud other than writing it. So the lawyer who was instrumental in paying for the Trump-Russia dossier is now in Arizona. But before he was in Arizona, Mark Elias was in Georgia last year, filing lawsuits against the state of Georgia, saying that they had racist election laws and that the pandemic requires them to have a higher um, reliance on mail-in voting. He went around the country, all, only swing states, by the way, only swing state like Democrats love to say, well, if you care about election integrity, why aren't you auditing Wyoming? Why aren't you auditing North Dakota? Well, the same is true the other way. If, if you care about mail-in ballots, why are you only suing? Why were you only suing in swing states? Why aren't you suing states that you knew Democrats would lose, but you just care about the integrity of the vote so much that you would fight it anyway, right? It swings both ways. He's only in the swing states. Filing lawsuits last year, forcing them to relax their restrictions on mail-in voting, things like voter ID, uh, ballot drop boxes. Very, very shady. So he's there in Georgia. Now he's in Arizona. He isn't technically the attorney of record, but he's helping helping Democrats fight this audit. So again, the lawyer who helped create the dossier, the lawyer who challenged all the swing states to make it easier to have fraudulent ballots, is now in Arizona trying to stop. I don't even know if he's there, but he's helping them try to stop this audit. So again, Hamlet, methinks the Democrats doth protest too much. Why would they be paying Mark Elias? To go to Arizona, if they think that there's nothing wrong with it, Mr. Producer Josh, we just lost D Live. If you can figure out what's going on there, uh, we just we just went dead on D Live. So if you can check that out, see if you can restart the D Live stream. D Live is down. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah see if you can do it yeah we lost we lost Twitch too it seems like we lost Josh we use Restream Um, we use Restream to try and stream to multiple places Josh see if you can figure that out because we just went down all over the place so methinks they doth protest too much if they wanted the truth they'd they'd welcome this but they're fighting tooth and nail they're fighting tooth and nail to stop it it makes you wonder. And and that's where I, I hate, because I don't have evidence that there's that they know something that we don't know. I don't, right? I don't have any of that evidence. But you don't dump this much money into a challenge just on a hypothesis. You don't do it, right? You, you don't dump that much money into all of these legal challenges unless you, you have a reason to do it. And what are they afraid of? Corn flip odds? Maybe. Or do they know something? I don't know. I don't know. Josh is saying it should be on right now. Um, I don't think it is. We can see. No, it's still down. People saying Max Jr. might have wanted to play with dinosaurs. He plays with dinosaurs all day long.
0: Working on it, we lost all think... of that side. So we do have a caller, though.
1: Okay. All right, so we do have a caller. So while, while Josh tries to fix it, we do have a call. Rich wants to talk about the ink that's used for the ballots. Rich, welcome to the show. Thanks. How are you doing today? Pretty good. What do you want to talk about? So I was curious, did you know or were
2: you aware that um, – so let me give you a little background. Um, you know the, the FBI has a handwriting analysis unit. It's, all they yeah. do is study handwriting for, you know um, – Knappers, stuff like that, ransom letters. Um, They have also, I've found out from my research and seeing it in documentaries, that the FBI has teamed up with um, ink manufacturers, and they have pretty much gotten their hands into it to where they can tell. um, Let's say they receive a letter. They can tell exactly what part of the country or what part of the world that ink was produced manufactured and sold in. Yeah.
1: that yeah. And we, we've all, we've all, we've all seen the shows, right? We've all seen the law and order shows where the guy yeah. prints something out from his home computer and every printer is different. Yeah. It has, they have their own fingerprints. You can tell the smudges in a certain way. You tell it's their printer. Yeah. Anytime this unit just, gets called in, yeah, they can tell. It's not just printers.
2: It also applies to ink pens, BIC. Um, high, high roller, high ball, whatever the, the, the ink pens are That ink is also traceable via the FBI They, all, they can all do that So my, my question is, or your thoughts My question is, what are your thoughts on um, possibly testing the ink in certain states To see if that ink traces back to different parts of the world which they can tell, or different parts of the country. And I know pens travel a lot. I get that. Yeah. But if there's a if there's a pretty high average of, you know, we're getting fifteen to fifteen or thirteen percent of these ballots in Michigan are getting traced back to pens from the Philippines, for example. Yeah. Um. That do you think that also could be some some cause for concern? And I know, it could yeah. you know, it could be, you know, irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. But I wonder if that's if they're also testing the ink. They are.
1: So so, OK, What I I, I highly doubt the FBI is going to come out on this because the FBI doesn't think there's a problem. Right. But that's part of the kinematic um, examinations that they're doing in in Arizona. They're, they're looking at the ink. And yes, yeah, pens travel. Right. Uh, yes. The problem is resources. If the FBI, if the federal government wanted to find it, let's just say hypothetically that they find evidence that a computer printed the ovals instead of a human doing it, it was a computer. They, they know yes. exactly what kind of ink. The F, the federal government would have the resources to figure out what brand of ink it is. Then they would have the ability to find everyone who bought the ink within six months of the election. Right. It, it, Correct. Maybe it's a special ink that's only used in China and can't get imported because it has trace amounts of lead. I don't know, right? Once you get into that and you look at um, the actual analysis of, of the molecules, the, the, the what makes up the ink itself, yeah, you can probably tell what brand it is, where in the world it was made. Um, where in the world it was made might not matter because ink moves everywhere. Ink is manufactured in one country, sold in another country. Pens, as you said, move everywhere. But if it's re- if it's like a special, really rare ink, or if it happens well, to be the same ink it happens to be the same ink that was used to print the fake ballots right that's the other thing if if they find fair. ballots that do not have the watermarks that are fake and they can identify what warehouse printed them and they can see that the ovals yeah. were filled in using the same ink then that's game set match but we're ultimately going to have to see what comes out of it
2: there are identifiers specifically put into to ink that are um, specific to certain regions of this country. Um, so if you go to a pen distribution warehouse in California, that ink is going to be, yeah, it could be the same ingredients and the same, but there's identifiers that are that are put into that ink to identify that ink as coming from a, a warehouse in California as opposed to... Um, a warehouse in, let's say, New York. Um, so they can't identify, even though the, the pen didn't originate there. The ink was manufactured from the X location. Is my point. Um, so that that could be something that they could do. I doubt they're going to do it. And one more quick question about the um, the the yeah the lawyer that's traveling around. Um, has anyone looked into? that that team of lawyers let's say the team of lawyers that are that are fighting these audits who are they claiming to represent are they actually coming and Party. saying we are, are are we represented by the democratic national committee like have they said that
1: yeah yeah so like the lawsuit on- the lawsuit i believe there, there are some organizations which like mark elias is, is working for one it's called democracy docket so there's other organizations they launder it right they they launder it they they democrats love to claim that they're against dark money until it comes to one of these kinds of things cuz then they set up a a PAC yeah. or a charitable organization and then they fight and you have no idea who's funding so in some cases they're actually working with the democrat party in these states in other cases they set up these shadow organizations like democracy docket to hide um to hide the what, what's really going on
2: I, 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 it's crazy to me how anyone could be against this. Like, why, why don't you spend money on getting, you know, Nancy Pelosi reelected instead of fighting to, you know, that's where they should be spending their money, where they really need it is trying to get these crooked politicians reelected, not preventing whoever's already in office. You know, I, it, it, it seems fast, yeah. backwards to me.
1: Well, yeah. And, and that's why I keep saying, Methinks they doth protest too much yeah. because they're spending a ton of money. And you don't just throw money around unless you're legitimately concerned that something's going to come out of it. So, yeah, the only the reason you start to is, is, cons- is if that's what you're worried about. Conservatives,
2: conservatives, as individuals, aren't spending the amount of money. Well, we, we are spending more money individually. Like, look at Mike Lindell. How many tens of millions of dollars that he spent investigating and putting out documentaries uh, so much. And and individually, are there any individual, you know, leftist socialist fighting individually coming out individually fighting this? No, because they're, they're hiding in numbers. They're, they're fighting hiding, in, yeah. as a group. They're hiding it, you know? Um, and that's just the thing. No one wants no, none of them. That side want to step out and be that 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 head of the spear on their side that stands up and says no don't do it yeah they all want to yeah. just hide behind you know aoc or whatever and let her you know spew whatever she wants to say they're they're doing everything in the shadows whereas we as conservatives are one of us um you know, one of us says something and it reverberates through the whole community like we all stand up. We all say this. We all believe it. You know, you get you, you can't find many single um, Democrats that are willing to say it wasn't stolen or it wasn't. Yeah. You know, you get you get a group uh, with a, a known group, you know. Well, so no, it's, they, it's they, like they
1: do come forward. They do come forward and say it because there's no consequence to it. Well, if a conservative says, I believe it was stolen, the media says so-and-so said without evidence the the election was stolen. If a Democrat comes forward and says it wasn't stolen, they don't add the what's without evidence moniker to it at all. They just, it's just presumed, right? So Democrats do come forward because there's no price to pay. This was
2: the most fair election. This was the most fair election. Without it, we're going to say that now so we don't have to say it later. (laughs) Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, we have to say Thanks it now. Thanks for
2: the chat. Keep doing what you're doing.
1: All right, thank you. Have a good one. So we're, we're trying to figure out why DLive is not letting us on. Um, DLive is down. It was, a, it was a restream problem, a service we used to stream to all the different places at once. Um, they went down. Twitch went down. Our website went down. DLive went down. Everything's back up except for DLive. Um, so I'm going to get give josh the the uh the code for d live to see if maybe he can put it back on um d live did not ban us for anything we have not gotten any email from d live so not quite sure what happened and, and that wouldn't have taken down restream so we're not quite sure what happened but to everyone um hopefully we can get d live back up and running today if not we'll have to f- troubleshoot it after the podcast is over so i figure we can go back in mr producer go to my screen let's watch a little bit and see if there's anything we can notice from these let's look at the yellow team the yellow team is looking at so each team oh there's one looking at the black light trying to identify <laughs> try to identify so, so yeah looking at the black light trying to identify whether or not it has a watermark Each. Each team's yeah it looks like they're running pretty efficiently. Yeah, so we'll have we'll have to see. We'll have to see if anything comes out of it. We can go ahead and take down my screen. I, I think we don't know what's going to happen here. And uh, there's always going to be people who say, even if even if this audit turns out that they they didn't find anything, there's still going to be people who say, well, you didn't lock the doors as well as you should have. There's legitimate. Argument to be made that the Mar- the Maricopa County, with the Board of Supervisors or whatever, fought tooth and nail for so long. It's hard to say that they couldn't have done something, right? We we've heard stories of of things being lost in fires. We don't know what to we don't know what's true. I am hopeful though that this audit is transparent enough. The volunteers are seventy percent Republicans, so it's not like we have all Democrats counting these ballots. Seventy percent Republicans are the volunteers. Um, I'm hopeful that one way or another, we can put at least in Arizona, the theory, a lot of theories to rest one way or another. Now that doesn't change the fact what probably will not come out of this unless they end up going door to door and finding people who voted, but never actually voted, it will not change. This will not uncover illegal ballot stuffing. It will not uncover illegal ballot harvesting. It might, but that's not the, the real focus of this. So even if this whole audit does not uncover fake ballots, fake ovals being being put in, right? It does not uncover that. We still have a very significant problem of ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting is a real thing. In ballot harvesting, paid political operatives go door to door and they collect ballots, sometimes already filled in, sometimes not. And they're going specifically to either Democrat homes, independents that lean Democrat, or they're taking ballots from people's mailboxes and filling them in themselves. So yeah, there were legitimate cases of people who did not vote in the 2020 election being recorded as voting. There were people who went to vote on election day, but were notified and told that they had already voted by mail when they didn't, because the ballot had never reached them. So remove from all of this, and and for what it's worth, the Republican Party, I believe in Maricopa is saying that they are already finding evidence of fraud. That's the headline I saw today. So for what it's worth, that is what Republicans on the ground are saying. Will it be significant enough to affect the outcome? Don't know, but that's the whole point of this audit. You don't know until you look, you don't know until you investigate and the country will be better off for this audit because at least, at the very least, in Maricopa County, in in Arizona, we are hopeful that this will put to bed once and for all who won at least Maricopa County. Because it's possible that things could have gotten in other areas of Arizona. But this is the big one. This is the one where there was the funny, the alleged funny business. So we're very hopeful that, uh, that at the very least we'll be able to say one way or another what happened. Now, does that mean that this is the only thing we should be doing? No. We should be running similar audits in all of the states that came under question. I said it before, say it again. Wisconsin. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and let's for good measure let's throw let's throw in Minnesota, since we know that there was ballot harvesting in Minnesota, from the good work w- from James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Those states should be conducting similar things, and yet I bet you you will have you will get conservatives to pay for this. Like you look at the donors behind this, lar- mostly conservative, all, almost all conservatives. We want to know one way or another. We just wa- we want to know. Because I, personally, I'm tired of being branded a conspiracy theorist. I'm tired of being deplatformed, fact-checked. Because you cannot fact-check a, an allegation because the fact-check can't prove it one way or another. The fact-checkers say it's false because there's no evidence. Well, this is the kind of stuff that can help find the evidence. So again, 888-441-1121 is our number. DLive's still down, not sure what's going on there. Hopefully Josh or, or, or someone on our team can figure that out. Um, not quite sure what's going on there. It looks like people are still commenting in the DLive comment section while they're watching elsewhere. So good on you for that. <laughs> um, if if you are if you wanna watch it somewhere, you can watch it on our conservative daily website, Facebook, Twitch, um, those are the only places other than DLive. So head over there and uh, and you can find us live. We're gonna continue to broadcast into the second hour from there, good a time as any to remind you that the show is brought to you by My Pillow. Use promo code CD21 Charlie Delta21 You get up to 66% off on products at My Pillow. Not guaranteed 66, but up to 66% depends on the on the item. This is the best promo code you can get, and uh, yeah, help support Mike Lindell because he, he's he helped make this Arizona thing happen. Help support Mike Lindell. We do get a, a cut of that, so it helps support the show at the same time, and you get a great pillow. Everyone says the pillows. There's other things on the site. The dog beds are fantastic. Fantastic. They're, they're the best. The, be- the best I've seen. So check it out. CD21 promo code up to 66% off. So as we're going into the second hour, um, so there's something that happened, a video that happened over the weekend that really warmed my heart. It really warmed my heart. And I, I'm, I, I watched the video, there is, one or two curse words in this video. We we don't curse. This is a family show, but sometimes we have no choice but to play newsworthy clips that do include cursing in the background. Listen, listen. Democrats, Democrats don't. The Democrats aren't running a family show. Put it that way. So, if you are easily offended by the F word, make sure you have your earmuffs. We're playing this clip. This is someone. I don't. I don't even know what is what's going on in this clip, but all I can tell you is that you are about to watch. Two Antifa protesters get smacked in the head with what looks like a cast iron skillet frying pan, and the sound is just perfect. So, Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and play this again. Earmuffs, they're Democrats are going to say some bad words. Let's play cut number one. You murdered Jesus. Oh, please i want to hear the hilarious. so (laughs) i do not josh is laughing i do not advocate violence in any way shape or form but i would be lying if i didn't tell you that sound of a frying pan hitting an antifa thug in the face was not incredibly satisfying
0: hey i'm gonna pull pull that 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 as a sound bite for you that i'm gonna save in the sound bite (laughs) section we're gonna make a sound
1: board boom boom (laughs) Some people are saying it's old. Uh, it might be. It's still fantastic. It, it's still fantastic. Um, so go ahead and, and play it again.
2: You Hey, hey, That's enough. That's enough. That's enough.
1: So some people are saying that it wasn't real. And that they edited the frying pan in. I don't care. I, I don't. I want to live in a world where Antifa is getting beat in the head with frying pans. I want to live in that world. <laughs> Some people say it might be. I still think it's fantastic. If, if that's edited, it's fantastic, fantastic, editing. Um. So yeah, I want to play that. I saw that yesterday. It made me. <laughs> made me belly laugh. I sent that to Josh last night, Josh. This is how I know you don't read my texts. You sent it because at 9 I sent that him last night. I know I was well, we bed. were texting this morning. We were texting this morning. You just saw that for the first time. You didn't yeah, watch it. Okay, I'm going to admit it, I missed that one. <laughs> I missed that one. But as soon as you played it, I played it and
0: it had that ding in it, man. I mean, I, I had to look down at the board just to um, make sure that it was muted because uh, I was laughing uh, out loud, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's I funny. Mean, so I don't condone uh, violence, someone on but Twitch, that was funny. Someone on Twitch is saying it was a bike helmet. I like the edit with the frying pan. Me too. That's much, much better. Anyone who doesn't know what that's oh. a reference to, that that's um, – there's a video game uh, player on Un- what, what's the game, Josh? Player unknown something. Um, oh, I, man, I got to look that up. Battlegrounds, player, battlegrounds. Ungr- P- player unknowns, battlegrounds. Yeah. And it's a video game for all the kids. It's a video game where in addition to having guns and things like that, you can also run around and beat people with frying pans. So that's what that edit is. If it's an edit, um, very, very funny, very <laughs> hilarious stuff. Some people are supremely um, talented. And
0: whoever did that one, I tip my hat.
1: Yeah. Definitely, definitely tip of the hat. Another thing I want to talk about before we, we take a break and go into the second hour um, is, is this. Go ahead, put up image number one. So Joe Biden had a Zoom call with world leaders, and he was the only one wearing a mask. Now, th- this is one of those situations where I, I, I try not to go into complete mask policy because Facebook will take us down, YouTube will take us down, it's impossible to know what every local health bureau says, right? WHO doesn't always agree with the CDC. You have the FDA sometimes get thrown in there for different things. So I I try to avoid it because even if it's it's true, if one health official disagrees, we can just get taken down. What I'm very confident in saying is there is not a single health department on Earth that will that says you can basically contract or give someone COVID-19 on a Zoom call. Put that image up again. Put that image up again. This is Joe Biden has the mask on. No one else has the mask on. Why? Because they're just on a, a conference call. Like th- this is this is virtue signaling at its absolute worst. There is no reason. For Joe Biden to wear a mask on a Zoom call with world leaders. There's no reason for it. There's none. Joe Biden is vaccinated. Everyone in the room with him is vaccinated. The virus cannot transmit through the computer screen, through the internet. It's not that kind of virus. But no, he's out there virtue signaling. He's like, oh, look at me. I wear a mask at all times because that's the right thing to do.
0: Oh, hey, Max, I was looking at that picture. I've adjusted yeah. a little bit here. I think I'm going to bring it back up. I think he was I think he's sleeping. Yes, I made it a little bit bigger there. Yeah, I, I, think I don't know if asleep. he was sleeping. I'm pretty sure he fell asleep, just didn't realize he had the mag- mask on that. That makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, that's that's possible. That, that's definitely possible. Um, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I can tell you that there is no legitimate reason for anyone on a conference call with world leaders to wear a mask. It makes you look like a complete idiot. Yeah, even Trudeau wasn't wearing his mask. Why? World leaders want you to see their face. It, it gives confidence, right? And yeah, it gives you PR. But Joe Biden looks like an idiot. Joe Biden is Joe Biden is an idiot, so it makes sense that he would look like one. So we're going to take a real quick break, but on the other side, we're going to talk about a major Supreme Court announcement today that's going to have a direct impact on your Second Amendment rights. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back on the other side of this really quick break.
0: Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative daily exists to make sure that never happens with our community of 700,000 members. We fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.